0: The Football Pod on OTB Sports. Have you ever seen a team like Limerick that are so physically dominant? They're absolutely financially dominant. (laughs) The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app.
1: Daniel Harris is with us for um, a bit of a postmortem. I guess it's not really a postmortem because the patient is still alive, just about. Daniel, good morning to you. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. Hi, everyone.
1: I know it feels like a postmortem. mortem. Uh, so let's let's talk about Jesse Lingard first, right? Does Lingard get some kudos for telling the truth, or does Lingard get deducted points for being part of the shit show in the dressing room? I can't.
0: I. I. I'm, I'm uh, it would never be just about one thing. I mean, with Lingard, Lingard just to me is a very strange affair. In that he did brilliantly, at, went on there and did brilliantly at West Ham. I can't understand why he didn't insist on leaving at the end of last season, because there was no obvious place for him in the team and I don't know what Ole said to him maybe promised him games but Lingard should have had enough sense to realise that ultimately he's sort of competing for a spot with Bruno Fernandes or competing for a spot with Rashford and Sancho uh, and Greenwood at the time and he wasn't going to get to play very many games and he definitely wasn't going to get to play the big games if everyone was fit so he should have forced a move then and also Lingard I forget how old he is now he's 28 but he's not close to the beginning of his career so again in January there was a there was it was said and I don't know if this is true I'm not speaking with inside information here that Spurs would have taken him in January but he decided to wait it out and again like when you've played so rarely in your career in the way that Lingard has and particularly when you were onto a good thing at West Ham last year where just everything was really working really nicely I can't understand why he didn't make sure that he left then and I also can't understand why United didn't make sure he left then either because now you end up with him grassing up the dressing room to Paul skulls and being part of everything that's wrong about the dressing room so I don't care whether he was right or whether he was wrong whether he said it or whether he didn't particularly like it's not going to contribute to my memory of Jesse Lingard and when we all look back at Jesse Lingard I mean, anyone who was at Wembley when he followed in that incredible winner in the Cup final that saved United from the ignominy of losing a Cup final to Crystal Palace. I mean, that'll be what I remember when I remember Jesse Lingard. Is just I feel like for his sake, he should have gone in the in the last summer at the latest.
1: And what about skulls like uh, taking Lingard's word as some kind of arbiter and what's going on, as opposed to and then and then just like. I don't know. It just felt it felt strange that Skulls is using Lingard as the oh the dressing room is a shambles. For, like what 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 thing are you gonna say? It's a great dressing room because you can't get in the team.
0: Uh I don't believe so I mean Skulls is reporting what he's been told. Um I didn't I didn't see the way that he dealt with it because uh I went I was I was at I was at Arsenal. Uh for anyone who is checking up on me, I walked from synagogue. But um that was worth it. But anyway, um Scholes, so Skulls is just reporting what he's been told. I mean I'm um, gonna hesitate to call him a journalist, but that is ultimately what we're talking about here. So a source tells you something and presumably doesn't. <laughs> you say reveal can't
1: that source straight away. It's
0: like <laughs> <laughs> he presumably he didn't say he couldn't. And if he did obviously then that is uh, that's bad form from skulls. But I wouldn't when I, when someone tells me that the dressing room is like that and the football, everything I see on the pitch tells me that the dressing room is probably like that. I'm not going to be shooting a messenger it's a matter of trying to think well why is it like that and what is going to be done to make it not like that and with a new manager and a massive clear out be enough hopefully it will
1: the, the list of players who uh, will be cleared out seems huge because why would you keep any of those players who have failed who are out of contract uh, and then it's the players who are in contract that are going to be harder to move out but like how quickly does somebody who has a philosophy actually how how quickly can they have an impact um is uh, the you know i guess
0: they've got they've got pre-season in terms of the players that are going some of the players are just going to leave Mata, matic lingard cavani and pogba are just going to go and there's a proper expensive player just in the saved wages there you can go i mean those i mean pogba's on what 300 grand a week that's 15 million pound a year um, Cavani is n- not that much less than that there's, there's a player there so those players will just go then one of United's problems in of late has been a refusal to shift players who they don't want when they get offers that they think are inadequate for them and what ends up happening is rather those players sit around taking wages probably not adding a whole, whole lot to the dressing room and then you end up having to let them go for nothing or even less and where Ten Hag has to be firm and where I hope you will be allowed to be firm because ultimately, Merter, uh, John Merter and Darren Fletcher, they obviously they work for the Glazers, but they're much more interested in the football team being good than Ed Woodward. And so hopefully, and hopefully Richard Arnold is too, but they've been, they've been people who've been empowered in some way to run the football side of the club, of what I hate to call, but ultimately reality forces me to call the business. They're running the football side. So then you've got players like Phil Jones, Andreas Pereira, Anthony Martial, all the full backs, who you would basically, you would you would hope that the club will take an offer, the best offer that they can get for Martial, Martial will be sold, because ultimately they don't want him cluttering up the place not, um, because he's not got a future at United. So those are the players that the club have sh- struggled to shift over the last few years. And at this point, they just need to take whatever they can get for those players and move them on.
1: are Problem obviously is, and I think it might have been one of the Lingard issues, was that the wages at Manchester United are so much better than they are at other clubs. So, Manchester United, to, to do that, they probably end up having to pay some of the wages over the next couple of years. And that actually might be worth it to start again to reset the wage structure and to stop having players who are on 100 grand a week, but who are actually 20 grand a week players. That's
0: that's, that's definitely worth it. I mean, it's really hard to measure what a player's worth, but someone like Eric Bailly. You're not going to pick him because what's going to happen is the new manager's going to come in, he's probably going to want to buy a centre-back. So is not going to play. So you're paying him to do nothing, or you're paying a bit less for him to be somewhere else and not be your, not be anything to do with you anymore. Same with Martial. So they might, and there'll be a point at which also the players will either want to play or they won't. And if the manager has the kind of conversation that Solskjaer should have had last summer with some of those players saying, there's absolutely no future for you here, you're a lovely boy, but you need to find your agent. You need to get your agent to find you a new club. And if you have that kind of conversation, I don't think there are that many players who would just sit there and do nothing. I, I don't know. Like I think if he had said that to Lingard, like, I've got absolutely no intention of ever playing you. Then Lingard would have probably been forced to go, because they are they are footballers. They sacrificed a lot to be footballers. They want to play football. And okay, when he got into the last six months, maybe Lingard did decide to wait it out. I don't know, but if he'd had that conversation last summer, I think that he would have gone. And that's the conversation that Ten Acht needs to have with as many players as he possibly can that he doesn't want. And as I said, like, it's not just those players, I'd be like, you've got Brandon Williams also, you get a few quid for Brandon Williams, and whatever the price you get for Brandon Williams, that's what the market tells you he's worth, that's the price you've got to take. I'd be looking to shift at least one of Diogo Dallo and Aaron wan as well. I'd be looking to shift Alex Tellers if I could, because ultimately, there are very few players at United that you're certain are good enough or that you even think might be good enough. And those three aren't.
2: Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of Manchester United handing Eric by a new contract until the summer of 2024 with the option of, an, of. With the option of an extra an extra year. Like, I mean, there are a number of different things that you can ask this question about, but how did that happen?
0: Uh, I guess they thought that the offer for him wasn't enough so that if they gave him a contract, then the contract, because he was then... United for a couple more years than, than previously, then his contract would then that would immediately increase his value. I think probably what happened, and I know I've been blaming Ole for this and I do blame Ole for this. I think there's probably a point at which he didn't trust the owners. So that if you've got a player who you think you might use, who you wouldn't mind, who doesn't disgust you, then you might try and keep them because if that player goes, you're not certain that you're going to be given the money to reinvest. Or that, that money to reinvest will help you because it won't be enough. So I think it was probably a combination of those two things. United trying to preserve by his value, and Ole being fit of losing a player he felt he might have to he might have to need um, when he wasn't sure that he'd be able to replace him.
1: Um, so let's say Ten Hag comes in with a philosophy and a clear style, and all the signings are made with the express intention of that player only ever playing b- because the manager wants him and he fits into that style of play and when we stop having these kind of random this player's available that player is available we got linked with this player and we've been linked with him for so long that we really should buy him because otherwise it's going to look like something uh <laughs> how quickly can that have an impact because it, you know people are everybody talks about Klopp but Klopp's a genius and it didn't take him uh it, it didn't work straight away for him he came in and loads of players got injured and they they didn't Finish in the Champions League places, and obviously, they reached the Europa League final, so there was something cooking in the background, but it wasn't straight away everything is fixed.
0: No, no, and Klopp, we have to remember with Klopp, like, I mean, his, his genius, his principal genius, is not dissimilar to Fergie, it? he's a human resources genius. If you gave anyone else Klopp's players, there would be anything like what they are now. It's Klopp who's made them into this awesome machine, and Ten probably doesn't have that. So he's, also, he's going to need to do it slightly differently. I mean, I'm sure he can make the players love him because if you give people their chance, then they'll feel, they'll feel the finity to you. I mean, Arsenal's a good example of that. Mikel Arteta has absolutely no charisma whatsoever, but the players are doing it for him because he's got young players and he's giving them their chance. And as for how long it will take, I thought probably the game against Arsenal was not a bad indicator of the fact that you can turn things around here quite quickly because I thought that United, United played better than Arsenal did. And they they didn't get the the decisions went against them, which went and that's not why they lost. They lost because they didn't play well enough to win. But when you're crap and the decisions go against you like they did at the weekend, it's a problem. But watching Arsenal, who might finish fourth, might finish fifth. United, I thought, were better than them, and Arsenal didn't look like they were getting their fullbacks back and a centre forward away from being seriously good again. And so I would say that if Ten Hag is able to implement his vision and Buys well, I'd be surprised if United couldn't finish quite comfortably in the top four next season because there are still some good players there, and we saw that we saw that the other day. Um, Rafael Varane, obviously a horrendous error for the first goal, but he's a very good player, and if you put him next to a, the dominant centre back that you need to buy, then he'll be much better. United didn't have Luke Shaw, who, okay, he's not reliable, but he is definitely the last left, the last of the fullbacks I would sell. Um, and then you saw in midfield that they're still much too easy to get through. They don't defend well enough. They don't score goals well enough. But they are—they do have the players able to create chances. jaden Sancho, James Sancho had some good moments in that game. Anthony Langley had some good moments in that game. Although I do worry about his technique. That at his age, it feels like there's certain things that you can learn: composure in front of goal, the right runs to make. But but the touch, particularly under pressure, is something that you feel like the best players already have that locked down at this point, and he doesn't. But if you look at that United team, they could leave that pitch feeling that they should have beaten Arsenal. And the only difference really between that game and the other games we've been seeing was some effort. So Ten Hag, if he gets three or four, or five players that he needs and wants, and he's has able to inculcate. What he, what he demands of them, then United should be able to get quite a lot better quite quickly. It doesn't mean that they'll be challenging for the title next season and maybe not, not all the season after, but where, where they are now has a lot of room for improvement because they basically hit rock bottom and at that point it should be quite easy to improve quite a lot quite quickly.
2: And, and there's also kind of the, the fact that when you, when you talk about finishing top four comfortably next season or a chance of that happening, like you do look around at the other clubs around Manchester United and there's a story on the back I think the London Times this morning that if Poch gets sacked by Tottenham Conte could get poached by Paris Saint-Germain obviously Chelsea are going through their troubles uh, Tuchel said yesterday that Rudiger is leaving the club because of uh, the, the, the fact that they can't afford to, to, to pay his wages anymore the wages that he's, he's looking for so there is a number of different stories around Manchester United and around that top four which would suggest that there could be a few regressions potentially over the course of this summer
0: yeah, hundred percent. I mean obviously City City and Liverpool are, are ahead and ahead by ahead by some distance and it's almost inconceivable that you could close that gap in over the course of the season over the course of the summer, sorry, um however well you coach and however well you buy because they're both teams that have been playing together for a long time and to get that good takes time because you have to groove you have to groove your system and we've seen it. We saw it took Guardiola the time when he first came, and it took him a bit of last season as well to kind of develop this new version of the team. And it wasn't until the winter where City really pulled away from everyone. It took Klopp to groove this Liverpool team. And what we have seen Liverpool, what we see yesterday, is what they're now able to do, is because everything works so well, they're able to bring players on, take put players in, take players out, with no apparent difference, partly because they've bought well again, and also just because there's a method, and all the players know what the method is. The method, I mean, I'm sure it gets tweaked from game to game and honed on training ground. But in general, the principles, the things that Klopp asks of his team, don't change. And the the thing particularly with Klopp is the thing that underpins it all is is hard work. And it's going to take some time for the things that those top two teams do for Ten Hag to be able to inculcate them. But Arsenal, Spurs and Chelsea are not miles ahead of United, even now in talent. They're, they're ahead of United because in terms of application and in terms of, and obviously Tuchel's a much better manager than than the manager that United have as is Conte. So those are distances that United should be able to close by working well in the summer. Whether United actually pulled that off is, I mean, it remains to be seen. I mean, because we can't, we can't trust United in general because they've been untrustworthy under the Glazers. And we can't trust United in general because Fletcher and Merton don't have any kind of experience. And the extent of the work that is required this summer of by people who are inexperienced, I mean, you don't know if they'll be any good at it, but they can't be any worse at it than Edward Wood and Matt Judge were. So in that for, to that extent, I would expect United to be able to do some some decent work in closing that gap.
1: All right, Daniel, good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Cheers.
0: No it's Have a good day,
1: everyone. The Football Pod on
0: OTB Sports Have you ever seen a team like Limerick that are so physically dominant? They're absolutely Financially dominant (laughs) The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app